One of the many miracles that Jesus performed was healing blind people. You know, blind people are, you know, really, they, 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 they go through their own misery, their own trouble as they live on the face of this earth. And Jesus did not fail to look at their condition. And Jesus wanted to heal blind people. You know, Bible records a couple of instances where Jesus healed blind people. And he recovered eyesight for those who were blind. And one such instance is what we read in John chapter 9. So if you have your Bible, your iPod, your cell phone, you can turn to John 9 or you can listen or you can watch from the screen. So we are going to read from John chapter 9. We are going to read, in fact, I would like to you know, read the entire scripture, but we don't have time. So we are going to read a couple of specific verses. John chapter 9 verses 1 through 7. Now, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from the birth. You know, the way, good way to read the Bible is to read that with an understanding of what scripture is saying. You know, sometimes we read the, the Bible, just, just, you know, we just go through it as a textbook. But the good way to read is, try to get the meaning of what Jesus, what the word of God is saying. Now, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And as his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the work of God should be revealed in him. Verse 4, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva. And he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And, he, and Jesus said to him, go wash in the pool of Siloam which is translated send. So he went and washed and came back seeing. A blind man, Jesus found out that blind man. He did not come to Jesus, but Jesus saw this blind man sitting at the side of the road. And he went to this blind man and the disciples had a question. When they saw the blind man, they asked him, is it his sin that he is born blind or its parents sin? And Jesus said, none of those. He has become, he is blind so that the glory of God may be revealed through him. And Jesus spat on the ground and made clay and applied the clay on the, fa on the eyes of the man and told him, you go and wash your eyes in the pool of Siloam. And he went and he came back seeing. He was instantly healed when he obeyed the master. Now, Pharisees, you know, the group of people called Pharisees, they did not believe in the miracle. So they called his parents and asked him about the miracle. What happened to your son? He was a born blind, but now he is able to see. How is it possible? How can it, how can it happen? And the parents were really afraid of the Jews. If they tell that Jesus healed and they are going to throw them out of the synagogue. And the parents were not, you know, they were very afraid. And they told, you know, he's of age. He's a grown-up man. Why don't you ask him? Why are you asking me? And let's continue to read from John chapter 9, verse 24. So they again called after asking him, 
They again called the man who was blind and said to him, Give God. Who said this? The Pharisees. Give God the glory. Do not give glory to Jesus. But give God the glory. We know this man is a sinner. About whom he is, the word of God is talking about. Listen to me. About whom the word of God is talking. Jesus. So Pharisee is telling this man is a sinner. He is pointing out Jesus and saying that give glory to God but this man is a sinner. And look at the answer that blind man gave. Verse 25. He answered and said whether he is a sinner or not. I do not know one thing I know, that though I was blind, now I see. And this morning, I would like to title my sermon as, Once I was blind, but now I see. Can you say that with me? Once I was blind, but now I see. Now, eventually, this man was further questioned by the Jews, by the Pharisees, and he was cast out of the synagogue. He cannot enter into the synagogue more anymore because he proclaimed about Jesus and they did not like Jesus. They considered him as a sinner. Now Jesus came to know this and Jesus found him and he opened a conversation with him, with the blind man. And that's what we are going to read from John chapter 9 verses 35 to 41. Jesus said that they had cast him out. Jesus heard that they had cast him out. And when he had found him, he said to him, listen to this, do you believe in the Son of God? And the blind man answered and said, who is he, Lord? I may believe him. I don't know who is he. He received the healing, but he did not realize that he is the Son of God. And was 37, and Jesus said to him, you have both seen him, and it is he who is talking with you. Jesus was standing in front of the blind man and he did not realize that he is son of God. And now he is telling, Jesus is telling him that I am the son of God. I came to this world. Then he said, Lord, I believe. And he fell down and he worshipped him. Verse 39, and Jesus said, for judgment I have come into this world that those who do not see may see. Can you say that with me? Those who do not see, may see. And that those who see may be made blind. Those who see, those who do not see, they may see. But those who see, they may be made blind. You know, Jesus is telling him, I came for judgment. The blind man was not seeing. Now he has given sight. But there is another group of people, they don't believe in God. They are spiritually blinded. They had eyesight, they had good sight, they have knowledge in the word of God. But I came to judge. I'm going to blind all their eyes. All the Pharisees and Sadducees, they do not believe in me. They will be blinded. Verse 40, then some of the Pharisees who were with Jesus heard these words and said to Jesus, Are we blind also? We're okay? Everybody's okay? You need some break? Good? You are on Sunday morning at the church. Right? Okay. Right, so now what happened? Jesus told him, saying that, I have come for judgment. What kind of judgment? Those who do not see, they will see. But those who see, they are going to be blinded. They are going to be blinded. Then a Pharisee called 
Am I blind? And Jesus responded. Then some of the Pharisees who were with him, they heard these words and they said, are we blind also? And Jesus said to them, if you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you say, we see, therefore your sins remind. Okay, this morning, let's get into the sermon this morning. As I titled the sermon as once I was blind, but now I see. First of all, I want to talk about the man who was born blind. I want to talk about the man who was born blind. We read him in John chapter 9 verse 1. Now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. Who was blind from birth. You know, blindness is a state that is defined of being sightlessness. A blind individual is unable to see. He cannot see anything. In a very strict sense, the word blindness denotes the inability of a person to distinguish darkness and light. Now, if you close your eyes, all that you see is maybe dark. But you don't know about light. But don't close your eyes now. Okay? You can close your eyes when you pray. But when you listen to a sermon, keep your eyes open because I'm talking to you. Okay? Right. So he was talking to a blind man. He was dealing with a blind man. And the blind man is really blind. He cannot distinguish between light and dark. Listen to this. The statistic says worldwide there are 300 million to 400 million people who are visually impaired. Due to various reasons. How many million? 300 to 400 million. Does it make sense to you? What is the world population, by the way? What? Close to 8 billion? You're not at close to 8 billion? Okay. So it's, it's around 7.3 billion, right? 7.3 to 7, between 7.3 and 7.4 billion. Now, 300 to 400 million, not billion, million people are blind. Such a huge number of people. Millions of people are blind in this world. And of this group, approximately 50 million people, they are totally blind. 50 million people cannot see at all. And I believe the majority of the, that group, within the 50 million, they had never seen light. They were born blind. And the, the man who was sitting at the side of the road, he was a born blind. And Jesus saw this man. The born blindness is a condition that really exists at the time of birth. There is no external cause which caused that blindness. When the baby is born, they realize that. You know, this is one of the things which we cannot really... Okay, <clears throat> let's move further this morning. I don't want to talk about that this morning. So, you know, when, when the baby is in the womb, you know, we just pray to God, Lord, bless the baby, oh God, bless the baby. And when the baby comes out, we want to see that baby is full and complete in all the aspect. Born blindness is something that we cannot handle. But when the parents find that, find out that he's a born blind, you know, they, did, they did their level best to bring him up. And eventually, when after an age, you know, he has to just take care of his own life. Probably that's the reason he started sitting at the side of the road. 
born with blindness. And physical blindness is, you know, really caused at the time of birth or maybe due to an external, you know, reasons such as sicknesses, accidents, some of the diseases. Because of that, you know, people become blind. A couple of people, you know, they see for some period of time and they become blind. And we don't know it because we don't experience it, but it's a deadly sickness, deadly issue around the world. Physical blindness is caused by the birth or another cause. But Bible says the spiritual blindness is caused by what? Spiritual blindness is caused by? Hello? Spiritual blindness is caused by? Sin. I know there are many answers. So spiritual blindness is caused by? Sin. Can you say that now? Spiritual blindness is caused by? Sin. Bible says in Psalm 51 verse 5. We are going to read from Psalm 51 verse 5. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity. And in sin my mother conceived me. You know, I was really amazed when I read the scripture. We are all born blind spiritually. That's what the Bible says. My mother conceived me in sin. We are all born blind spiritually, in a spiritual sense. Can you imagine spiritually we are born blind? Physical blindness prevents us from seeing the external world. Listen to this. But spiritual blindness prevents us from seeing the eternal world. Physical blindness prevents us from seeing the current world. But spiritual blindness prevents us from seeing the world that is yet to come. Physical blindness makes this world dark. But spiritual blindness makes our eternity dark. Physical blindness cancels the sense of seeing. But spiritual blindness kills the sense of faith. Physical blindness cancels one of the senses. That seeing we cannot see. But spiritual blindness cancels or kills the sense of faith. People who are living in blindness really cannot come out of the darkness by themselves. They need some support. Either they need medical treatment or they need a miracle like the, the, the one who received the miracle from Jesus. You know, they need some kind of help, external help to come out of the struggle of blindness that they go through in their life. Bible says spiritually blind, peop blind people are those who are living in darkness. Darkness. Can you all close your eyes for a moment? All of us. What do you see now? What do you see? Nothing? Okay, you can open your eyes now. So it's dark. You're not able to see. So Bible says, spiritually people are blind and they are living in darkness. And this darkness is promoted by the spiritual agents who are sent into this world by the demon. By devil himself. He spreads darkness everywhere. The darkness is, you know, not only caused by the lack of knowledge, but it is also by the opposition that the enemy is throwing in the kingdom of God. Listen to this. You know, the enemy is always against the kingdom of God. 
One part, you know, people do not know the word of God. And in the other side, enemies aggressively, very aggressively pushing, opposing the kingdom of God. As Jesus said in John chapter 3 verses 19 and 20, people also love the darkness more than light. Because there is a reason why they love darkness more than light. Because their actions are evil and they are afraid to go to light that their sins will be exposed. And if you give light and darkness, what people would like to choose? They would like to choose darkness. I will just hide somewhere. I don't want people to see me. And Bible says why the reason why they are choosing darkness because they don't want their own personal life to get exposed to others. I just want you to understand the amount of darkness that we see in this world today. More than God allowing, they allow demonic influences. People allow, more than God, they allow the demonic forces, influences to entice them and to entertain them. By doing this, we invite darkness. Without our understanding, we invite darkness into our lives. And the whole world is under darkness. And all around the world, you know, every day there are thousands of children are born spiritually blind. And every day there are millions are living their lives spiritually blinded. And every day there are thousands and thousands are dying spiritually blinded. You know, this morning we are talking about spiritual blindness that came the time that we were born in this world. But Isaiah said, prophetically, Isaiah 9-2, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. You know, it makes real sense when you think about the amount of darkness in this world. And there came the light of the world. There came Jesus into this world as a light into the darkness. Let's talk about this man again. When the man was questioned by the Pharisees, who did this to you? He was a sinner. But the answer he gave is, I don't know whether he is a sinner or not. But one thing I know, I was blind, but now I see. John chapter 9 verse 25. He answered and said, whether he is a sinner or not, I do not know about that. But one thing I know, what I know, I was blind, but now I am able to see. You know, the miraculous encounter with Jesus, you know, made that man to testify about Jesus saying that I was blind and now I am able to see. You know, this is the testimony the world wants to hear from us. This is the testimony the world wants to hear from us. More than the blessings that we receive from God. You know, this is the testimony we need to share. I was blind one day, but now I am able to see. Now I am able to see. You know, when we preach, people may not you know, show any interest to listen to the preachings at times. When you tell about Christ, the majority of them are going to reject right away. We know about him. We don't want Christ. I don't want you to talk to me about Christ. When the blind man told the Pharisees about Jesus, and Pharisees rejected him, and they mocked at him by saying that Jesus, your master, is a sinner. They mocked at him. They could not accept that Jesus is God. Listen to this. But they could never deny what happened to this blind man. You know, this is very important in our lives. 
You know, people may not believe in Jesus. People may reject Jesus. But they want to see the change in your life. Once your life is changed, nobody can deny that. Nobody can deny. Because it is your life. And you are living in such a wickedness. But now, your life is changed. This morning, I want to ask you, that: do you have the testimony? Do each one of us has the testimony? Once I was living in blindness. You know, that blindness may be not knowing about God, not following the things of God, and not giving any respect and reverence to God, but doing things in our own way. But now I realized, now I realize my life got changed. You know, this morning the world wants to see such a testimony from our lives. Once I was blind, now I see. You know, what comes in my mind is the lines of the famous hymn. Amazing grace. All of us know the hymn. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I am found. I was blind, but now I see. Written by John Newton. One of the most beloved hymns of all times. Was written by John Newton. Just wonder, you know, a little bit share about his biography. It's very interesting. The self-proclaimed rich, who was once lost, but now he was found, saved by that amazing grace. Newton was born in London, July 24, 1725. Far behind, 1725. He was the son of a commander of a merchant ship. And John started sailing in the sea at the age of 11. He served in the British Royal Navy warships. The warships really loaded with lots of guns. 70 guns, 120 guns. He served in those ships. Later he worked as a slave trader. And he had a very rough, wretched life. Very miserable life. Very wicked life. He was living as he was sailing as a slave trader. And John lost his mother at the age of seven. Listen to this. This speaks to us. John lost his mother at the age of seven. But before she died, she gave a little bit of religious instruction to this little boy. Little bit. I'm not sure how much she knew at the time about God. But she left a little bit of instruction what age it was at the age of seven. And she closed her eyes. But later on in John Newton's life, you know, he had no religious conviction. He was not really living the way mother expected him to live. But sometime on a trip back to home, as he was attempting to steer the boat, steer the, steer the ship, through a violent storm, he lost his hope. He thought he was about to sink in the ocean. That time he remembered what his mother spoke to him years ago. And he called upon the Lord, called the name of the Lord. And he asked, Lord, if you are real, can you help me? He prayed to God. He prayed to God. And miraculously, he survived. And the history says, I don't want to go too much into detail. As he was praying, he found out a cargo was rolling from one side. And he went, the cargo went and filled the gap through which the water was entering into the ship. And he was miraculously saved. Miraculously saved. Later when he writes, Through many dangers, toils and snares, I have already come. This grace has brought me safe thus far. 
and grace will lead me home. He really meant what he went through. And Newton left his slave trading business and he took the job of a tide surveyor in Liverpool, UK. But he began to think that he had been called by God to do something because God spared his life. And there is a reason for that. His mother prayed for his son and it started answering. The prayers were started answering now. And in 1764, at the age of 39, John Newton began his 43 years of preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. He spent his morning, you know, this is what his routine, it helps us. He spent his mornings in the Bible study and in the afternoon in visiting his parishioners, his congregation. And there were regular Sunday morning and afternoon services as well as meetings for children and young people. There was also a Tuesday evening prayer meeting which was always well attended. 43 years of long ministry. And John composed many hymns. In, in 1779, 280 of these were collected and combined with another 68 hymns by Newton's friend by name William Cowper. So this 280 and another you know, 68, they are published as Olney hymns. If you Google it, Olney hymns, you get a PDF with all these hymns. All in a hints. And Newton lived till 82 years old and he continued to preach the gospel. Continued to preach the gospel even at this age. And he was doing perfectly well except the last two, three years he was sick. And even at that time, he never ceased to share the amazing grace of God to his friends. And he says, my memory is nearly gone. This is what he says. My memory is nearly gone. But I remember two things. One, that I am a great sinner. Two, Christ is a great savior. I am a great sinner and Christ is a great savior. And he just faded away from the face of this earth. And John Newton, through the words of his song, he says, once I was blind, but now I see. You know, this must be, I believe, this must be the spiritual anecdote of our lives today. Once I was blind, but now I see. Let's move further. We talked about the blind man who was born blind. We talked about somebody who was once blind, but now he could see. The third category of people, those who see, but made blind. Jesus looked at the Pharisees and said, in John chapter 6 verses, sorry, chapter 9 verse 39. You think you see, but you are already made blind. Jesus said, and Jesus said, for judgment I have come to this world, that those who do not see me, see, may see, and that those who see may be made blind. Can you say the last part with me? And that, sorry, and that those who see may be made blind. God is in the business of blinding people's eyes. Do you know that? God is in the business of blinding people's eyes. And here God is, Jesus is saying, I have come for judgment. And we know that Jesus did not come for judgment at that moment. But his judgment could not wait. 
by seeing people living in spiritual blindness. His judgment could never wait. Those who do not see may see, and that those who see may be made blind. You know, this is the core of my sermon this morning. It is possible that a person who is seeing can even be made blind. Pharisees are so focused, listen to this, on finding fault with Jesus as he healed this man on a Sabbath, on a Sunday. Pharisees are so clever in finding fault with Jesus. And Pharisees were condemning Jesus, saying that he is a sinner. You know, they did not know that their spiritual eyes are blinded. Because they are not able to see the master who is standing in front of them. There is no doubt that their spiritual eyes are blinded. Listen to this this morning. When rituals become a routine, this is what I want to preach this morning. When rituals become a routine, we become self-righteous. And our focus shifts from God to self. Why? Because our rituals become routine. You know, in many churches, in many, for many of us at times, our rituals become routine. When our rituals become routine, we think that I'm good because I am perfect in my rituals. We become self-righteous at that moment. We lose our relationship with God and we become spiritually blinded. You know, our rituals are good. Our morning rituals are good. But when those rituals become routine in our lives, we become self-centered. We at times even think, God is blessing me because of what I am doing. Listen to this. But that's not the truth. God is blessing because of his grace. Because of his grace. Because of his grace. Ritual is important. But our focus cannot be in our rituals. Our focus needs to be in our God. Pharisees consider themselves better than others. The reason why they are able to tell that blind man that Jesus is a sinner, that they consider themselves better than others. You know, this morning, our eyes can be blinded if we are not very careful. We are talking about spiritual pride. If we think that, you know, we are better than somebody because I pray, because I go to church, because I give to God, because I live a clean life, if we think that we are better than someone, for that reason, for that reason, we are spiritually blinded. We are spiritually blinded. Pharisees, they were keeping the law. Probably they were not sinning according to all 630 laws. But Jesus called them as blind. Why? Why? Because they are self-righteous. You know, this morning, God wants us to know that we need to hide behind Him. We need to hide behind the grace of God. You know, our calling is not really to think that we are better than somebody. We made it that way. You know, when I see some of the evangelists and pastors, I really feel sorry. And I pray that I don't want to get into that. Sometimes we think that our calling is so precious. It's so precious. But the reason why God has called us, not to just think of ourselves that we are better than somebody, not to, you know, surround us with, you know, the glory of God and walking as if we are walking, not walking as a human. Just walk as a human. Just walk as a human. It's the same God who called me has called you. At times, you know, we make that. It's not from God. We make that. 
Let's not allow our spiritual eyes to be blinded. I can't, you know, forget. I can't leave without quoting the scripture from the book of Revelation. The Spirit of God looked at all the churches in the book of Revelation. And when he came to the church of Laodicea, the last day church, the church that we are living today is the church of Laodicea. This is what he says. He looked at the church of Laodicea and he said, you are lukewarm us. And if you continue to be reminding that face, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. I'm going to vomit you. I don't want, I can't hold you within me. He looked at the church of Laodicea and this is what he said in Revelation 3 verse 17. This is what the church says. Because you say I am rich, have become wealthy, and have need of nothing. Listen to this. Does it sound familiar to us? I am rich. I have enough money. I have a job. I have all the reason to become wealthy. And I don't need anything. And the Spirit of God looked at the church and this is what he said. And you do not know that you are Richard. <laughs> you are miserable. You are poor. And you are? You are? Now somebody is looking at the screen now. You are? Let's read that again. And you do not know that you are? You are not able to see? Oh, you are not able to say that word. Richard. Richard. Okay. You are, you are Richard, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Spirit of God is looking at the church. You say that you have everything, but you are blind. Verse 18. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in fire. You think that you are rich? But you need to buy gold from me. God is saying. You are, because you are poor, that you may be rich and white garments. You think that you are holy. You don't need a guard, but you think that, but you need white garments to be bought from me. You need salvation, that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed and anoint your eyes with eyesal that you may see. Better go to a medical store, go to Shoppers Drug Mart and buy some eye ointment and apply that eye ointment in your eye because you are blind. And you say that I have everything. You know, this morning we are talking about God purposely, intentionally blinding people who do not reverend God, who do not give honor to God. And he said, you are blind and anoint your eyes with the eyes salve that you may see. You know, one of the symptoms, listen to this, I will be done in a few minutes. One of the symptoms of lukewarmness is spiritual blindness. Spiritual blindness. You know, moment we think that we have enough money, our focus shifts from God to money. And we lose sight on God and we, can, we become blind. Moment we think that we have enough, you know, never that kind of attitude should come in our lives. We need God's grace. We don't have enough. Moment we think that we have a job, our focus shifts from God to that job. Spiritual blindness comes. Moment we say that I know everything. You know, that's the attitude of some of us. I know everything. I already read the Bible. How many times? How many times? Two times? Two times. And I know everything. 
I don't need anybody to teach me. I don't need anybody to correct me. Never. Never that attitude should come in our lives. The moment that comes, we are spiritually blind. The moment we try to follow rituals, we tend to depend on our self-righteousness. It's good to have rituals, but do not depend on those things. They're not really going to you know, make you holy. They're not going to really make you perfect. You need to still, you need the blood of the Lamb to wash our sins. Still, we need to depend on the mercy of God. Because we ourselves, by ourselves, we are nothing. God wants us to depend on the grace and mercy of God. So that we will never become blind. And Jesus said, for judgment I have come. I want to give sight for those who are blind and willing to be healed. But I have come to blind those who are not willing. Those who are self-righteous. Those who think that I have everything. Those who think that I know everything. God wants us to be learners till the end of our life. Still, I do not know something. Still, you do not know something. Still, you know, you know, you know the person who wrote the song at the age of 82, he did not know many things in his life. The desire to learn, the desire to learn, the eagerness to learn. God honors that. And if we remain lukewarm in our blindness, God says, I will reject you. So if our eyes are blinded because of any of the above, we lose sight of God. <clears throat> the moment we lose sight on God, we fail to realize what is just in front of us, the plans of God. The great plans that God has to build our lives, to use our lives, and the great opportunities that God opens, we forget to see, see those things because our eyes cannot see because it's already blinded spiritually. You know, that's the reason we also say that, you know, just do not hold on to just one doctrine, one teaching. Our spiritual eyes will be blinded if we do that. Read the word of God. Preach the word of God in a balanced way. We come across three types of people. Those who are born blind. And those who are blind ones. And now they could see. And those who are seeing. And they were made blind. God wants us to be seeing. And we need to remove that veil, you know, whatever is just falling as a veil in front of us, which is not allowing us to see. Maybe it's our self-righteousness. Maybe it's our self-sufficiency. Maybe it's our spiritual pride. Maybe it's the way we speak. I, I. Have you come across people who always say, I, I have done that. I have done that. That's what I'd say. Whenever you pray together, just don't say pray I, just pray we. We, start using we. When we do all these things, when we humble ourselves, you know, God can bless us. God can help us to see ahead of things what is kept in front of us this morning. Shall we close with a word of prayer?